All right. Um, Father, we just praise you and we thank you. We give you all the glory and all the honor. Um, we ask you just to give utterance to Jared as he brings us the word. Speak your word boldly and truth and love and to bring it to us. And we just praise you and we thank you for your precious word. In the name of Jesus. Sweet, sweet. Thanks, man. Hey, we're gonna do. We're gonna put communion here. Okay. I'm gonna hand it out. You're gonna hand it out. What do you mean? I'm not gonna hand it out. No, we're gonna put it here and have everybody come up. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a table, so. Okay, it's back there when we get to it. All right. Thanks. How is everybody? Y'all good? Where's Adria at? Is she coming in here? We'll wait for her. I wanted her to share something that she was seeing during pre-service prayer. Um, my name's Jared. If I've never met you. Um, I, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to be with you guys today. I'm excited. Um, I just have a, a real, I don't know, like a, just a family, like heart in me today. What, you want this? All right. Just playing with it. I just have a, like a family heart. Like we're just going to be relaxed today. Is everybody good with that? Like just be comfortable with one another. We're going to be taking communion. We're going to be probably singing some more songs and everything, and just connecting with the heart of God. But um, Adria, do you want to? Do you mind uh, sharing something for me? That that vision you had during pre-service prayer um, with the the Father at the table. Do you mind sharing that? Yeah, there's a mic right here. Tyler took it from me, unfortunately. There's nobody back at the soundboard either. Sorry, it's not on. It's okay. It's okay. I had in pre-service prayer just this sweet, sweet like picture of the Lord. Um, first, I just noticed that there's this simmer, and I've seen it with all of y'all today. This like extra joy. Everyone's a little bit silly and goofy and being fun, and um, I just felt like. God, wow, look at that. And then he said, yeah, look at me. Like, I'm sitting at the table with all of my family who I love. And he's like a father that after everybody's done, like, everybody's finished their meal and everybody's, like, just kind of sipping on their drink, laughing and chatting and having their little conversations. And he's just sitting at the head of the table, so proud to be the head of this family, so proud to love who he loves here in this house. And it's you guys. It's all of us. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be at the table with y'all too. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing. That was so good. Yeah. It was just sweet when she shared that today. I mean, we were just, we were just out there talking and, and just praying for y'all coming in, praying for today. And I was just thinking during worship, aren't you just glad that God woke up smiling over you today? He's not scowling. Like he actually, he actually loves you and he loves to see you come up and, and wake up and get out of bed like, wow, my child's alive. My child's awake today. And it sure beats the God that we thought we served all those years, right? <laughs> He's smiling over you today. He has love and joy in, your, in his heart toward you. You'll never answer for a thing you've ever done wrong under the blood of Jesus. It's completely forgiven. Past, present, and future sins. That's a good day to wake up to, I would say. Right? I just, like, I, I just think we should have joy in our heart. It says in Psalms 51, Restore to me the joy of your salvation, God. 
Man, guys, let's not ever lose that. Please, let's not ever lose the joy that it looks like, Jesus, you love me today. Thank you so much. Not because I did anything right, but because you love me. Man, I just, I'm just encouraged. I just think today we just need to just connect with the heart of God. Connect with his spirit. The Holy Spirit is the person of God that's in this place to, to minister to us, to speak to us, to show the, the, the personality of who God is, his heart, his compassion, his love, all of that to us today. Okay, so I just, I just want you guys to know up front, that's, that's what our heart is today. So it's going to be fun. We're going to be doing some different things. We, we won't be here long. Um, just a little announcement. Dylan, I'm here two weeks in a row for you guys as a gift to you. Um, Dylan, <laughs> no, uh, Dylan, Dylan tested positive for COVID. And so he did not feel like it was good for him to be here this week. And so he wanted to honor you guys with that. But he's doing fine. The baby's doing fine. Taya's doing fine. So um, they appreciate uh, you guys and your heart. So he just wanted you to know that. Um, so you're stuck with me. So it'll be good. Um, yeah, uh, thank you guys for the worship team. That was really beautiful. Um, super, super good. Thank you guys for just stepping up and leading and everybody that played Luke and, and Carrie and, and uh, Rebecca. It was awesome. Uh, housekeeping, I guess. Um, I don't know why this mic's not working, but we encourage questions and just commenting, questioning, talking, just conversing. If this is family, if it's supposed to be family, we should talk about stuff, right? This is just a conversation. I I do not want to preach at anybody. God forbid. (laughs) God forbid we get preached at anymore. I just, let's let's have a conversation. Let's talk. Let's talk about the one that we love, the person that loves us and grow deeper in our our connection and our fellowship with him. And so I just encourage that with y'all. If something's standing out to you or something that um, just blesses you that we're talking about or whatever, you have a question, let's talk about it. And the worst I can say is I don't know. So you can talk to Tyler. He knows he's a theologian, right? No. Um, <laughs> um, anyways, no, it, so, so just keep that in mind as we go forward. Um, like I said, we won't, we won't be talking very long, but um, I did want to open it up, though, just initially as we get started with that heart of, of family and, and connection. If there are any testimonies that anybody would like to share, just for everybody. Do you want to come up front here? I, I want this microphone to work. You don't? Okay. That's fine. Just speak. Here, you can try to figure it out if you'd like. It's out of my element, my wheelhouse. Please, Angelique. Oh, my, my grandparents are 94 and 91, and I know how blessed I am to still have my grandparents. <clears throat> but they're dying, and they have dementia. And so sometimes I don't know what is going on. Mm-hmm. I got to go visit them last week, and um, my grandpa, who's 94, said, I really hope when my wife dies, I die right behind her. I don't want to live here without her. And he said, I know she's going to heaven. I hope I don't go to hell. And it broke my heart for him because they're Catholic and they believe that they have to do a lot of things, that they have to do all these works. And my grandpa's been a beautiful person his entire life. He has given... And given and given and started charities and just poured into people his entire life. But he's so scared that he didn't do enough. And only because I come here did I know that I could tell him he doesn't have to worry. He does not have to have that worry that he's going to go to hell because of what he did or didn't do. Because he loves the Lord and his heart is pure. Wow. So I got to read just a little bit in Romans to him about why he doesn't have to have that worry. And so with tears pouring down his face and mine, 
He just said, thank you. Thank you. I know I get to go be with my wife forever. Oh. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. Man. God, that's so good. That's so sweet. Praise God. Man, that's awesome. Don't you all feel that in your heart? Isn't that amazing? It's the, it's the gift of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's for every single person. And you carry it every day of your life. That's super sweet. That's awesome. I'm encouraged. Hmm, that's awesome. Anybody else? That was so good. Anybody else? And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be some extravagant thing, just, man, something God's been showing you or just speaking to you or something that you've, like, that was awesome because I want to talk about community today, so I I think that's really awesome that you shared that. Just something you've experienced here within the community of Jesus Church and this family that we have here, something that's blessed you guys. Y'all know why testimonies are so important? Because it shows that God's real and he's actually working in people's lives. That we're not just going through the motions. We're not, just, we're not just here doing our religiosity method. That God's actually working in people's lives. And when you come together, you stir each other up in love and good works. Don't y'all feel stirred up? Man, that's awesome right there. Yeah, that's what I like. That's why testimonies are super important. So if there is anybody else I'd like to share, I appreciate it, Angelique. Thank you. Going once, going twice. Tyler has a testimony. Yeah. Um, it actually happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, I've been I've been a believer for about eight years now, and uh, I always tried to take the verse that said, you know, when Jesus was baptized, um, he came out and the the voice from heaven said, "This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased." I always tried to take that verse and be like, "Okay, God's pleased with with my life," um, but I knew that it was it was head knowledge, and uh, I, I didn't know how to get it transferred mm-hmm. into my heart. And it happened about four weeks ago during worship, um, just just singing out to the Lord. And he stopped me in the middle of my singing and said, I'm very proud of you, son. And like from then on out, like I've been living as a son that he's very proud of. And uh, it completely changed my life because um, I've lived in like a lot of shame and a lot of I'm not too sure. And a lot Mm -hmm. of, um, yeah, just just to a degree some head knowledge and now like my heart is like the life I live he's very very proud of come on did y'all hear that if you didn't hear that he was saying that during worship four weeks ago he heard the Lord say to him I'm very proud of you son and the rev the revelation of this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased impacted his heart and been living changed ever since just during worship come on Right, I talked about it last week for those, for those of, the, of you that were here. It's connecting with the living God and what he has to say. That's why we don't just worship just because he's egotistical and he needs your worship. You know, you understand he does not need your worship? He has thousands and millions of angels that worship him day and night. Holy, holy, holy. He doesn't need our worship. He doesn't need us to come to church to pay homage to him. He loves you. We come to connect with the father that loves us. That might be a revelation to some of you. Seriously, we don't come here because we're paying homage to God. We don't have to build churches so that everybody can come and you have to worship God today. No, no, you get to come and connect with a God that loves you, that wants to speak to your heart and change your life and give you something that'll change the world around you. That's a good day. 
That's a really good day. I, th- I thought that we had to go, we had to do all this stuff for God. We had to serve him. We had to do all the works. And one day it's going to weigh. The scales are going to weigh and you got to make sure you, you were on the right side of it. That's every other religion in the world other than Christianity. And that's the shame of it. Every single other one was man's attempt to get to God. When Christianity is God's attempt to get to man, apart from what man can do. And it was no attempt at all. <laughs> it was a very much big success. That's the difference. Every single person you talk to, it's either Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam, whatever it is, it's man's good, good works. And at the end of their life, it's going to be like, hey, did they outweigh the bad? And that's when you're going to have eternal life. That's when you're going to have reincarnation or whatever, nirvana. All that stuff is based on your works. Christianity is not. It's based on your faith in Jesus alone. It's based on your faith in, the, faith in the finished work of Jesus alone. He is the son of God. He came and died for my sin on the cross, buried and was resurrected three days later. My faith in that alone gives me everlasting life that starts right now and never ends. It's the gospel. It's good news. Bad news would be uh, you have a lot, of stuff, a lot of stuff to do and you need to really measure up. Right? Good news is literally, it's translated too good to be true news. Man, we haven't really heard that, unfortunately, in our lives. Too good to be true, where it's like, I don't really know about that. That's, that's ridiculous what you're saying right now. It can't be that easy. We were watching a film last night. Oh, it's so good. This, uh, it's Darren Wilson films. If you guys ever get to watch them, like Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost Reborn, Finger of God. It's amazing if you look it up. And uh, he said... Um, he said in there, there was this, there was this uh, <clears throat> girl on this park bench in um, Greece, I think they were in, and they were praying for her, and, and they were out, you know, doing evangelism and talking to people about the love of God, and like, hey, we want to pray for you. If there's anything, we can pray for you. She had a hurt shoulder, and they were, they were praying for her, and she starts getting, like, you know, healed, and it starts leaving, and she starts moving her arm around. She's crying, and they asked her, they said, they said that, hey, God is trying to show you that he loves you by touching your body right now. She, has, she, doesn't, she doesn't know anything, has no concept of probably hurt by church, religion, all that stuff in Greece. And he's like, God is trying to show you that he loves you. And, and he's just, they're like, would you, would you accept him right now? Is that something you want to know this God, this father that's showing you his love, that you're feeling his presence in your heart? And she's like, why would no one want this? She says, why would the world not want this? She's weeping. I'm like, of course, <laughs> of course. Every single heart is longing to know the Father's love for them. And praise God we get to represent it like Angelique was talking about. Hey, he loves you and it's not based on what you do. It's so, so good. Man, it's just so good. I'm so excited. So is there any other testimonies before we move on from that? Sorry, I'm all over the place. I'll start a little. Please. Um, I may have to talk loud, I'm sorry. Okay, last week, uh, I've been struggling with my job and some issues we've been having, and it would have been 10 years and a couple more weeks that I've been with them. Hang on, Andy. And I was given an ultimatum, and I've struggled with it. Mm-hmm. And I've struggled with it um, a lot, trying to make my own decision. And I clearly heard in my head, Dean, I have much bigger things for you. Wow. Trust in me. And I walked away from my job of 10 mm. years that I loved. And I woke up the next morning with such peace and joy in my heart that I haven't had in quite a while because of my job. So 
Um, it's been a great week since I finally let go and put it in his hands yeah. and not mine. And that's so good. And he, that's so good. And he spoke to you too. That's the beautiful thing. Right, we talked about that last, that's so sweet, man. We talked about that last week, how the Lord speaks and guides us by his voice. Right, my sheep, my sheep, all of us hear my voice and as strangers they won't follow. Like I lead them by my voice, that's what he says in John 10. So we have to believe that that's true. Even for something, your job, if he's a good father that cares, just like earthly fathers that we have that care about our lives and want to raise us and, and see the best for us, and then the heavenly father must be the exact same way and way better. How much more? Your heavenly father. So wants to lead you, wants to guide you. You might have decisions and, and circumstances going on. I promise you the promise of the gospel is his voice and his presence in your life. The presence of the Holy Spirit who is the person of God in your life to lead you and guide you into all truth. You can make the right decision. It doesn't have to be like, well, man, I hope this is the right decision. It's like, no, Father, thank you for leading me. Thank you for speaking to me, showing me. Y'all understand, like through the book of Acts, they would literally have encounters with angels, dreams. Holy Spirit would walk up to him and talk to him like, hey, there's somebody at the door. He's going to take you. Don't worry about it. Like, you got this. And the dude's like, oh, sweet. All right, let's do it. Like, that's the book of Acts. That's not passed away with the apostles. That is the beginning of the New Testament church, which we are today. Man, you, you ought to just read Acts. It'll blow your mind. It will blow your mind. That, that guy said in there, Tyler shared it yesterday, it was funny. That, that movie we watched last night, he said, uh, he's like, I was this pastor. He said, I'm, I'm reading through the book of Acts, and I'm like, two times. And I'm like, God, why am I not seeing any of this stuff in my life? <laughs> and God just simply said to him, you're not open to it. All right. Yeah, that one hit me right here. Thanks, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so we just, we just position our heart and say, I'm open to this, Father. Let's see. Let's see what you got. I want it. I want more. You understand the reason our hearts long for something that's otherworldly is because you have a spirit that's inside of you that created this world. You want heaven. You want heavenly things. When you hear testimonies of God's goodness and the reality of God in somebody's life, it burns inside of you. It's the desire of the spirit. It says in Galatians 5 that the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. The carnal mind is enmity. It's separation from God. It has nothing to do with God. But you are spiritually minded. You have the spirit of God. There's something of a different, a different realm on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit on the inside of you. That's why it longs for the things of the supernatural. It longs for the things of, of God, ultimately. That's why you don't have to try to tell somebody, hey, you need to, you need to act this way. You need, to, you need to get like hungry for God. You already are. There's something inside of you that's hungry for God. And the importance of that coming into this community, whenever you're around people, other believers, the fellowship of believers is stirring that up, that gift on the inside of you. Because there's a deceitfulness of sin in this world, conformity in this world that's trying to shut that out. And it's trying to just suppress that and push it down and depress that. Depression, right? When you come into a place like this, it stirs you up to say, we can do this. We've got this. We got this. Romans 8.11 says, the same spirit, if the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you, if that's true, meaning it is, then he'll give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit. You understand the new covenant is all about the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of a man apart from sin. 
The kingdom of God is not here or there. Don't look here or there. It's within you. Luke 10, when you go into a city, pray for the sick there, Jesus says, and tell them the kingdom of God has come upon you. Where did it come from? Us. The kingdom of God all over the place, individually, each and every one of us. And I promise you, you come to a place like this and it's, and it's all of us together, it's a magnitude of power. That's why we don't neglect the, the assembling of ourselves together. You come to encourage and stir each other up in love and good works. I've just been, I've just been seeing it, man. Like, like if we're going to try to run this race alone, we're not going to make it. Yeah. You're never supposed to be alone. You're never supposed to do this alone. I, I believe you can grow and you can pursue the Lord on your own. I believe that's extremely, extremely important. But to have other people around you in community and, and, and being together with each other, running this race, that is the key. It's the church. The fullness of him who fills all in all. Go to Ephesians 1. We're going to have to rock and roll with this. I, no man is an island. You're not, all, you're not on, you're all on your own honeymooning with Jesus for the rest of your life. The church. Do you understand this building is not the church? Do you guys know that? Right? When, when, when we were all in quarantine, you understand the church was still real, even though nobody was meeting in this building? The church is the people that, in, that infill the building. That's the church of the living God. That's the church of Jesus Christ. Do you understand Dylan's job is not to build a church? Did you know that? Pastors, they're not called to build churches. They're called to shepherd the church. A pastor is a shepherd. You all are the church, myself included. We're the church. Dylan's not here today. Is he still part of the church? Of course. Well, he's not in the building. He's not in the church. It's the body of Christ. The body of Christ. And Jesus is the head. This is huge, man. This is so huge. I wonder how God's hands and feet, if, he, if we are the body, how is it going to touch the world? Probably through the church. I dare say plan A is the church and there's no plan B. Jesus says the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I will build my church. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So that takes the pressure off of me. It takes the pressure off of Tyler. It takes the pressure off of Dylan. We're not here to build a church. We're here to call, we're here to call and, and, and help people, build big people, pour into people. That's our ministry, you guys. Every single one of us, it's people. It's the ministry of reconciliation. I love, I love how Tyler, he was talking about this. I might have shared it last week. I can't remember. During Jesus' time, you understand the Jews were waiting. They were waiting, waiting for the Messiah to come, praying for the Messiah to come. In order to do what? Save them from Rome. Save them from the oppression of Rome. Jesus comes on the scene and says, starts preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. It says in Mark 1. He says, I'm going to build my kingdom. I'm here to build the kingdom. And, and the Jews are like, perfect. You're here. You're, you're here to do it. Like, you're going to take care of these dudes. And Jesus says, you just don't understand how I'm going to do it. It's going to be way different than what you thought. And he doesn't save them from the oppression of Rome. He saves them from the oppression that's actually destroying their life, and it's called sin. And he starts building the kingdom of God in the hearts of mankind. And it's been building ever since. 
And it's been expanding ever since. And it's changing the world, and it's always changed the world ever since he was here. Jesus' life on this earth and his death, burial, and resurrection changed, changed history entirely. Flipped it, on, flipped it on its head. It says in Acts somewhere that, the, that where the, I don't know who it was, like the, the chief priests or the council or whatever, they said these men, talking about the, the apostles, not even Jesus, talking about the apostles, these men flipped the world on its head, turned the world upside down with the gospel. so funny, man. They weren't worried about God. They weren't worried about preaching about the God of the Jews. It says, do not preach in the name of Jesus. Do not preach this name. We forbid you to preach this name. And they said, how can we not testify to what we've both seen and heard? They said, you judge whether it's good to obey God or man, but we're going to keep preaching the gospel. Man, man, I wonder what we're, we're supposed to do. Just like Angelique, you preach the gospel, you guys. Come on. Let's preach the gospel. Let's preach it a thousand different ways. Let's never stop preaching the gospel. Come on. It's the power of God unto salvation. Aren't we all looking for the power of God? Don't we want to see the reality of God in our lives? Right? Just like Aunt Dina's saying. The power and the reality of God speaking to us and showing himself real on our behalf. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. Let's keep preaching the gospel then. Because that's the way it's going to happen. That's the way it's going to happen. Where did I turn you to? Ephesians 1. Is this good? Any questions? I'll keep this on me just in case. If you have a question, I have the microphone. Okay, I'll bring it to you. I don't know what time we started. This is good. I encourage you to, read, to open your Bible if you do not have it. We're, we don't put it on the screen for a reason. If you guys have noticed that. Um, I know that's, that's easier, but, uh, but it's really important to make this thing real for you. Otherwise, it's just going to be a historical book. Otherwise, there'll just be somebody preaching it at you. And I believe there's power in that. But when it's yours, when it's actually on your heart, written on your heart, that's when it's different. So I could be saying something, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit's bringing to your remembrance, the stuff John talked about last week, bringing to your remembrance all things that I've spoken to you, Jesus says. All things that he's spoken to you, all things that he's taught you, the words of Jesus, the teachings of God, the sayings of God, that's what the Holy Spirit confirms and speaks and brings back up. That's why this is really, really important. We talked about it last week, right? The voice of God, the truth of God is the word of God. So putting your eyes on it, I always tell Tom, we're talking at work, he's just like, where's that? He's like, where's that scripture? You know, um, it's like in Galatians. I said, no, I gotta put my eyes on the text. Where's it at? Give me, give me something. Give me, give me my Bible. <laughs> you know, you got it on your phone and everything is perfect. All right, let's look at this. This is good. Ephesians 1. I don't even know where we're going, but we're, we're going. <clears throat> community. I got to keep that in my mind, community. All right, Ephesians 1. Um, let's start in, oh, it's so good. Hmm. All right, verse 18. Man, this is a lot of reading. <laughs> yeah, it says, it says this, is a, this is a prayer. He starts in 15, talks about, or, or what is it, 16, 17, praying, giving thanks for, for the saints, for the, the church of, of God in, uh, in Ephesus. But he says in 18, the eyes of your understanding, the eyes of your understanding, make that personal, being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? 
right? Thank God that we believe and there's power from God toward us, not based on what you do, based on what you believe. Check this out. According, all that power, the power that's towards you is according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. We talked about it last week. It is so vital, so vital that we understand why Jesus rose from the dead. Why, why is there issue with that one reality? Christ raising from the dead. Paul preached in, in, in Acts 17, talking to the, what do they call it, the Areopagus or whatever it's called in there, like a bunch of people from Greece, like philosophers and everything. And he was talking to them about God, talking to them about Jesus. And they're listening to him like, yeah, this is really good. This is really good. Once he started talking about the resurrection from the dead, they said, that's blasphemy. We're not going to listen to you anymore. That's ridiculous. But some believed and gave their life to Jesus. Once he started talking about the resurrection from the dead, that's when things started to change. That's the separation. It's a, it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. So we, we need to understand that's the, the power of God. He raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus took all the sin of, of humanity, past, present, and future, in his own body on the tree, took it, took it to hell, and God raised him from the dead in a, in a split second. The power of God. Your sin, my sin, all of humanity's sin was paid for. And then anybody that puts faith in Jesus is recreated and given brand new life. Right? The power of God. I'm telling you what, this is good. All right. So, um, verse 20. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Okay, Jesus seated in heavenly places at the right hand. What is he doing? Making intercession for us. Interceding on our behalf. Standing in the gap between us and God. He's mediating the new covenant. My blood was enough for them. They're forgiven. Man, you mess up. You do something wrong. It hurts your heart, your conscience. Jesus, I thank you for your blood. I thank you that you love me. I thank you that it's a new covenant and it's not based on what I do, but you love me and you're the only one that can change me. And you run to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and receive a grace to help in time of need, right? That's what we do. Jesus is interceding on your behalf. So good. So it says, far above, far above, far above. All principality and power and might and dominion, principality, power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Do you understand Jesus and the victory he accomplished on the cross is far above anything else that we'll ever face in this world? Every name, every, every power the enemy seems to have, Jesus is far above it. And you're in him and he's in you and you have covenant with God. You have a covenant with God. We, man, a covenant's huge. All that is God's is yours, and all that is yours is God's. There's no more two. It's one. That's covenant. When, when, the, when these two got married, and I officiated their wedding, it was no longer two after they said, I do. It was one flesh. In the eyes of God, it's no longer two. It's one. So in marriage and covenant, I wonder if it's the same with you in Christ. Because we're his body, and he's the head. And it's the same way in marriage. Tyler's the covering. Tyler's the head of the marriage. Jesus is the head of your marriage. And when he comes back, when Jesus comes back, the skies get split open and the trumpet sounds, it's going to be a marriage, a union. It's not a rescue mission. It's a wedding day. 
The body of Christ is the bride of Christ. The church is the bride. He's coming back for a bride. Man, covenant is so huge, man. This is already done. This is already taken care of. He's already paid for it. He's already provided it. It's amazing in Jewish culture. Like, I looked into it a little bit when I was meditating and studying for their wedding, how, how the, the man, the husband, when he, finds, when he finds the woman that he wants, what he does is he goes to the father of that bride, pays the price, offers gifts to her and to him, and then signs the contract of the agreement of the marriage. The father approves of it, and, and legally, they are married. Legally. But they have not consummated the marriage. And so what the man does is he goes away to prepare a place for the woman to come when they finally consummate the marriage and get, and get married. He goes to his father and prepares up. This is Jewish culture. I'm sorry, you look it up. It's amazing. Goes to the father to prepare a place with the father at the father's property. Basically, a bit like build a house, you could say, on the property so that when he comes and picks up his bride, he has a place to take her back to and a home that's already been established. But legally, they are married. She is, she's, what's the word? Um, say what? Betrothed. There you go. Thanks, John. She's betrothed. It's, it's very similar to the American like engagement mentality, but it's, a, it's, it's far more, far more serious. This is amazing. And I wonder if it's the exact same way for us. Jesus, the husband, goes away to prepare a place for you. He's going to come and receive you again. But legally, you're his. You belong to him. And you know what the bride, this is so, so good, man, it's so good. The bride, until he comes, doesn't know when he's coming. She doesn't know. He's, he's going to come at a time she's not, she's not ready. So what she's always doing is making herself ready. Always prepared for when he does come. The gifts that he gave her, she uses to make herself ready for when he does come. It's crazy. It's so, so crazy. I'm like reading through all this, doing all this study. I'm like, man, what are we doing? Golly, this is so good. Anyways, um, okay. Are there any questions, any comments? I'm having fun. All right, cool. Let's do it. So this is what I wanted to get to. I had to do all that to get to this. Verse 22. <clears throat> and he, Jesus, put all things, well, that might be God, the Father. He put all things under his feet, under Jesus' feet. Are you the body of Christ? Are you? The church? Yes. Okay, so what's under Jesus' feet? The body. Everything that's under your feet, too. You're seated with him in heavenly places. You have his authority. You understand, you understand Cassidy has the same authority Tyler does because she has his last name? She bears his name now because they're one. She's not, sign, she's not signing Moffat anymore on her checks. It's Reed. She has his name, the authority of his name. She speaks on their behalf, on behalf of their marriage. It's the exact, it, it's the exact same way for us, you guys. You bear the name of Christ. You are the body of Christ. What God wants to happen and accomplish, he speaks through you. And just like Angelique saying, no, 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 that's not true. What's what you're believing, this is true. And on behalf of God, I'm telling you, this is the truth. So good. So, so good. Look at this. He put all things under his feet, gave him to be head over all things to the church. Gave him to be head 
or the covering or the, the highest authority over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The church is his body, the fullness of him. The fullness. What is that? How, how do we even measure something like that? The fullness of God, the fullness of Christ is the church. What we're, what we're doing right here, church today, this, the community here, is the fullness of God. I guess you could say it's available. There's opportunity for it. He fills all in all. That's why I believe there's so, there's so much power and so much emphasis placed on the local church that I believe we've just neglected through, through religious practice. Man, just, just going out and just like, hey, hitting somebody up and saying, I want, I, let's just go get coffee and talk. Being so encouraged in your heart just through the communication with somebody that you're running this race with. Somebody that you're in community and fellowship with. That's amazing to me. That's amazing that we have the ability to do that. Because all the enemy wants to do is separate you from people. Isolate you, isolate you from other people. That's the, that was the whole goal of what COVID was trying to do. Let's get the church all isolated apart from one another. Let's get everybody away. Not just the church, but the whole world at large. We weren't made for isolation. We were not made for isolation. We're made for community. I'm telling you, it's so good. Just to, just to go out and talk with somebody, have dinner with somebody, somebody that you're running this race with, that, that you're in community and fellowship with and encourage them and speak into their life. Like, man, what, what about just something like simple like that? Man, I got coffee with my sister not too long ago. It was just amazing, just amazing. And we talked about all kinds of different stuff, but my heart was encouraged. And it's supposed to be. That's the beauty of it. That's why community is so, so huge. And you're, you're not a burden to the people. We're called to bear each other's burdens. We're called to care for one another with the affection and the love of Christ. Man, oh man. It's so good. It's just... But I'm telling you, the enemy, his goal is to isolate you and separate you from people. Keep you separated. Keep your issues away from other people. And I'm not, I'm not saying you just bring your issues and say, oh, this is all this stuff and dump it on people. But just say, hey, I just appreciate you staying in agreement with me about something. Thank you so much. Because there's power in agreement, right? If two of you, two of you touch anything on earth, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Two of you. If two or three of you are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of you. He, he, he never sent the disciples out one by one, two by two. Man, y'all just, it, it's, it's amazing to look and just be thankful for the people in your life and really, really validate that and, and value that. Father, what's in my hand right now? Because I want to do the absolute best with the stewardship of these people that are in my hand right now. That's what I want, God. Show me, help me understand and let me be thankful and grateful for that. Because I don't, I don't want to just look for what's better or look for somewhere else. Man, how am, I, how am I pouring into people that I'm with right now in fellowship and community? So good. I just, I just feel like lately, specifically with Jesus Church, man, there's just been a lot of pressure and a lot of things happening in people's lives um, individually that we're called to come back together and encourage each other, edify and strengthen one another. That's the whole goal here every single Sunday is to encourage and strengthen and edify people. See the value in somebody and pull it out of them. And you spend time just agreeing in prayer about stuff. Saying, all right, th this is the truth, man. Somebody shares like, yeah, I might be believing this and, and this probably isn't true what I'm thinking and you just have the truth for them. No, this is who you are. This is the truth. This is the truth. Look at, uh, look at John 13. 
Hope this is making sense to y'all. I'm just I'm just tired of, of us just not us, but like the, the body of Christ at large. We just put on a super just good face and just go through crap and never actually rely on one another. Why can't we be family? Would you I mean, I just think I was thinking about this with Adria's vision. She said it was so funny. Like, can you imagine going to a Thanksgiving dinner where you had to be so proper and so like fundamental and make sure everything's perfect and in order? Golly, you'd be so uncomfortable the whole time eating. You'd be like, I can't drop my fork. Someone's gonna slap me on the wrist. God, there's no fun at all. You got to have somebody spill the entire pot of whatever at Thanksgiving dinner to make it fun, you know? That's why we had Tyler join our family. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No. Seriously, like, it's not like that. It's not like that at church, and it should not be. It's a little messy, right? It's a little messy. Like, we might not have enough juice for everybody for communion. (laughs) Praise God. Little little improv never killed anybody. Seriously, man. What? Yeah. Little backwash. You guys be good. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh man. Anyways, yeah. That's just. I was just. I'm just thinking. Like, man. There's just no sense in being so rigid and so just. I don't know. I just don't think there's any power in that. Vulnerability and 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 being real with each other. I believe there's power in that. Because you know what we do? We do it with each other, but it's because we do it with God. Well, God, you know, everything's good. I appreciate you, and I'm I'm amazed that you even really consider me. And so in prayer, I'm just going to make sure, you know, I I go through my list and I do my duties. Are you ever actually real in your heart with God? Like, hey, this, this might not be the best thing that's happening right now, Father. And I know you know that, and you know what I have need of before I ask you, but still you you ask for me to come and ask because you want relationship. But hey, Lord, you know, I really don't understand what's going on right now. This situation is, is probably more overwhelming than I care to admit. And I think you already know that. So why would I sit here and try to fake like it's all okay? Because I'm going to do the exact same thing to other people. Not to say that we can't be good. Not to say that we can't be okay, because I believe we can. I do. I believe we can be okay, regardless of the circumstances, what's going on. It's perspective. It is. But if we're not real with God, we won't be real with other people. You won't be vulnerable with other people. And you won't cultivate intimacy and you won't cultivate community. If we're just, no, oh, no, no, it's good, dude. You know, praise God, hallelujah, brother. I'm good, blessed, and highly favored of the Lord. And <laughs> Sweet, dude, sweet. We ran into that junk so much at Karis. It was ridiculous. At our Bible college we went to, and I'm just, I'm like, yes, and I believe that's good, and I believe, I, I believe it's true. You are 100%. But like, dude, where, where are you at? How's your heart? What's God been showing to you? Like, you might have a struggle. How can I stand with you in agreement and prayer? Like, hey, let's go get coffee and let's talk. Let's be real. Hey, maybe it's not been the easiest. Maybe it's been a struggle. That's just, that's just so good. That's the heart of God. He's a father, right? He just wants to spend time with you and talk with you and hear your heart. But we can, we can keep going with the religious you know, mindset and never see any change. But anyways, check this out. John 13. <clears throat> here's a good uh, here's a good little thing I've, I say it before I've said it I've said it before and I still say it to this day um, you can look at the, the word of God in two ways so my Bible has red letters for Jesus okay this is what Jesus said 
The words in black, you could, you could look at them as a common court. And the words in red, you can look at as a supreme court. So if you have an issue in the common court, you appeal to the supreme court to get your answer. Does that make sense? Jesus is the word that became flesh. His words mean a lot. Not to say the other words don't mean a lot, but I value the words of Jesus really, really highly. So if I don't see something, I don't understand something, let's say in the Old Testament, I'm reading something, and I'm like, man, that doesn't really line up with what Jesus taught. Let me go to Jesus' words and find the answer, because I promise you it's there. Okay? Common court, Supreme Court, that'll help. So, check this out. Um, verse 34, John 13. Um, yeah, verse 34. This is what Jesus says. A new commandment I give to you. He says in John 14 and 15, he says, if you obey my commands, he who obeys my commands loves me and will be loved by my father. Okay? So whenever you hear Jesus's commands, it's always tied to love every time. Check this out. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another Who's he talking to? The disciples. 12 disciples. Maybe 11 at this time. (laughs) Depending. Love one another as I have loved you. What my, my example, what I've shown you, what you've been with me in my life the last three years, what I have displayed to you in this same way. Love one another. Display that to one another. Check this out. As I have loved you that you also love one another. By this. By what? Love, but love specifically between who? One another. Is he talking about loving the world? Or is he talking about loving one another? By this, all will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. Guys, I believe that's specifically talking about within the community of the church. Yes, the world, 100%. Our love for the world is what separates Christianity from everything else, I believe, 100%. But I pray that we do not neglect the love and care for one another within the church. There should not be more division in the church than in the world. There should be greater unity, friendship, and care for one another in the church than the world so that it can actually be something appealing to the world. It's love for one another. And we're not here to fault find. We're not here to say, man, we need to really shape up. It's like, praise God, there's something we can see clear. And there's a place to grow into. We talked about it last night. Condemnation leaves you thinking and regretting the past and wishing you could go back and change something and never actually seeing change. Just always living in, man, I, I missed it again. I missed it again. I missed it again. The conviction of the Holy Spirit says, hey, this is the direction we're heading in. And there's a place to grow and we're going to start right now. We're going to start right now. And it's change. It's not regret. It's not, I wish I could do it different. It's change. And we're going forward. There's a better future involved. Come on. It's care and love for one another. It's community. It's the church. And Jesus is building the church. And all we do is shepherd one another. All we do is care for one another. And if one goes, you leave the 99 and you go get the one. And you bring him back. Because he deserves to be here. He's called to be here. She's called to be here, right? You reach out. You, you say, what's going on, man, right? I, I talked about it last week, having conversations with people that just might not be seeing clear. Man, call them up. 
Talk to him. See what's going on. I promise you, you're going to have the life of God flow out from you. The Holy Spirit in you is the one that cares for people. He's just trying to get your will aligned with his so he can care for people through you. I'm telling you, man, that the lie and the deception is to think for ourselves. It's to think self-centeredly. Well, it's all about me. It's about my blessing. It's about my life being good, my life being taken care of. It's a lie. It is a lie. And it's attacking the church at large. And it's, it's a disease. Seriously, coming against the hearts of the people in the church. The world, 100%. That's the biggest lie on the earth, living for yourself. Never caring for somebody else. Man, if, if, you, can, if you can live your whole entire life for the sake of somebody else, I promise you, you'll run, a, you'll run a great race. Thinking about somebody other than yourself. And God will take care of you if you take care of what matters to him. We do, we matter, 100%. We matter, but he doesn't make it, make it about us. He makes it about others. And in the process, makes it about you. Taking care of you. Somebody said it this way, like if, if, you know, if it passes through you, one hand to the other, there's, there's gonna be enough for you. So if you receive and it goes through you to the other and you give it away, there's enough for you. There will be. It's the same exact way. I'm telling you, man, it's just a generous heart. It's a giving, caring, wanting to serve and bless other people heart. Go to, um, go to 1 Corinthians 12. I think, yeah, 1 Corinthians 12. Maybe Romans 12. Whichever's. Please, yeah, can I give you the microphone? It's going to go on the, the tape. So, sorry. You know, I did a Facebook post about what I went through. And when I heard God say that to me, I had peace. And I never cried, even though my job meant so much to me. I got so overwhelmed with people reaching out to me and praying for me. And that is the only time I cried because... I felt so much love from other Christ followers and the things that they were saying to me and the thing, you know, just praying for me. And that was wonderful and just made me realize um, it's not about money. It's the people in your lives and the love in their hearts wow. that you have to share with, not your wallet. That's so. sweet. Come on. That's so sweet. That's what we see during Christmas, isn't it? Every year. It's not, about, it's not about the money. It's not about how much you spend. I'll keep this in my back pocket. Not about how much you spend. It's about blessing people. Being a blessing. You know, you understand God didn't think about the price when he sent Jesus? Wow. He thought about what he was going to get in return. <laughs> the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He didn't think about the price. It cost him everything. It bankrupted heaven, 100%. But he thought about what he was getting in return. Very, very high value. Your heart, your life, relationship with you. That's beautiful to me. Thanks for sharing, India. That was awesome. Praise God. Just let, let's keep that in mind this Christmas season. And it's about, it's about blessing people. I promise you, that, that'll do more in your heart. That, will, that one mindset right there will do more in your heart than anything else. Man, I just, I just want to be thoughtful for other people. I want, I want, I want to bless somebody. That's what I want to do. Regardless of the price, regardless of whatever's going on, man, let me be a blessing to somebody, Father, for this Christmas season, please. That's what, that was your mindset. And I want to have your heart. I want to have your mind. Romans 12, excuse me, I'm sorry. Some of you went there, though. Who went there? Who went to Romans 12? AJ is in the spirit. Come on. 
I'm just kidding. I'm playing. I'm playing. It's funny. Romans 12, I'm sorry. It's so funny. All right. <clears throat> Look at verse 4. Look at verse 4. So there's this, there's this revelation, right? The body of Christ, we've been talking about it. Jesus building the church. The church is the body. So you look at a human body and it has all these different moving parts and workings and organs and muscles and everything is amazing. It's a, it's a machine. It's an absolutely amazing thing. Like it just fascinates me to study about the human body and the, the brain and like how everything works, like all that stuff. We, I did psychology in high school, like a college course in high school and and when it was the different parts of the brain and like all that stuff, I love that stuff. Like it was amazing to me. Like ace that course, you know, that was sweet. <laughs> um, it was just really cool. Like how, how they study and find all this different stuff. And, and we're just constantly treating the body to make it work properly, make it work properly. And, and God designed it that way, right? All, all modern medicine is doing is trying to get the body to do recreate and, and heal itself and do everything that it's supposed to do already. God, he put it in motion just like that. It's amazing. So he, he brings this in, the wisdom of God brings this in and shows us that the same human body understanding is the church, is the church of Christ, the body of Christ at large around the world, individually, com the community here, of course, but also statewide, nationwide, worldwide. So there's a body of Christ, okay? Keep that in mind. So there's all this different stuff happening and movings and workings and all that. Check this out. Verse four. He says, um, I, I got to back up, I'm sorry. Um, it says, uh, I say, verse three, for I say through the grace given to me, so we all have grace that's been given to us, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. The King James says the measure of faith. Every single one of us has, has been given the measure of faith, right? The faith the faith of Jesus Christ, okay? Check this out, verse four. For as we have many members in one body, one church, one community, all the members do not have the same function, correct? Then you don't, all you'd have is a foot, and that sucks. That's all you have. You just, here's a foot. Like, well, that's awesome. That doesn't do me any good, you know? So, Right, we have many members in one body. All the members do not have the same function. So we, so we, being many, are there not many of us here, right? Being many, um, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Members of one another. What does that tell you? Your strength is my strength and your weakness is probably my weakness too. And so my calling is, is to y'all. My calling is to every one of us. We're members of one another. It's, it, if it's a body, right? It's a body. So if my right arm is weaker than my left arm, I say this all the time, I'm gonna focus the strength training to my right arm. This one's good. You see what I'm saying? You focus the attention on where the weakness is. Isn't that what your body does? If you have an infection or you have some kind of thing going on inside of you, those white blood cells attack that to fix that so that it can get back to normal working motion. It's a body, you guys. It's a body. You, you hurt your leg, you start favoring that leg. Exact same thing, so it can heal. 
It's, just, it's the same way, man. If somebody's struggling, man, let's reach out to them. Let's talk to them. Let's see what's going on. If there's an area, Dylan, Dylan does this well. If there's an area that needs to be strengthened in our hearts, that's the, that's the part we need to focus on. So yes, it's the body of Christ at large, but not every single church and not every community is focused on the same thing. They're not talking about the same thing, growing in the same thing. It, it's, it's just not that way. But individually, there's different things happening just like that. He's focused, Dylan's focused on that. Okay, this is, this is what we need to focus on, righteousness. We need to establish ourselves in righteousness. And you're strengthening the body. Check this out. This portion of scripture is really, really important for us. Um, and I'm going to tell you why. So we, being many, are one body of Christ, individually members of one another. Verse 6 is the key. Having then, having then, having then gifts differing according to to that grace that's been given to us. You all have, this list right here, you have one of these gifts, if not more. Every single one of us. Every single person in Christ has one of these gifts right here. These are called ministerial gifts. Grace gifts. Because you have the faith of Jesus Christ. Okay? Check this out. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that's been given to us, let us use them. Let's, not, let's not, not use them, man. Let's use them. If you have grace that's been given to you, let's use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Ministry, let us use it in our ministry. That, that word is also serving, okay? Serving. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, generosity, and he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerful, cheerfulness. I don't know how many are there. Is it, is it five, six, I don't know, seven? You, one of those speaks to your heart. One of those is real to you because of the grace of God given to you on your life. He, sa- he says, let us use them in proportion to our faith, right? Having gifts differing according to the grace that's given to us, let us use them. Dylan uses his gift, right? But somebody else might not have that same gift. It might be different. This is different than the gifts of the Holy Spirit mind you. And this is different than the fivefold gifting. This is different. But this gifting right here, you use it to, to build up, edify, and bless the body every single time. Something that you're just bent towards, right? Let's just say you just, you have no issue. It's so easy for you just serving and giving and showing mercy to people. That's just natural for you. It's probably because God put that in your heart. It's probably because you were designed that way and wired that way. But it's so that it can bring strength to the body because the heart doesn't do the same thing the lungs do. Praise God, the heart does exactly what the heart does and doesn't have to worry about nothing else. Right? Like there's, there's a place, man, when you find your lane and you just run your lane and you say, man, I got somebody running next to me that's really good at this and I got somebody running next to me that's really good at this and we're running together and there's strength in numbers. And the, and the strength of the whole is the sum of all of its parts. That's what we're looking for. That's a healthy body. Every person saying, man, this is what I bring to the table. This is what I bring to the table. It's awesome, man. It's super cool. And this is something you get to discover with God. This is why relationship with him is so important. Father, man, where do I, where do I fall in all this? Where am I at in all this? Show me what you put inside of me. Show me the gifts and the talents and the heart that you put inside of me so I can use it and bless and serve people. Right? It's all, about, it's all about what he's put inside of you to give to other people, to serve and bless other people with. It's a body, man. 
It's a community of believers on mission, right? Never, never forgetting that we're here because of the gospel. We're here because of the Lord. We live our lives for him, going after him, pursuing him. Man, Father, what does it look like to live a life surrendered to you? On point, on mission, doing life together, going after this thing. Like I said, this is not the church. All of us, individually, but members of one another, this is, that's the church. So for us to forsake community and forsake one another would really be doing a disservice to ourselves. You'd really be hurting yourself more than you're helping yourself. To separate and isolate yourself, and I'm telling you, it's the enemy. You understand, this isn't a gimmick to get people to serve. This is not, this is not, we, we really don't even think about that stuff hardly ever. This is, hey, this is care for one another. This is looking after one another. Okay, um, Mm, I have one more place I need to go to. Um, and then we're gonna, we gotta get into, oh, we're so late, it's not good. Um, go to, go to 1 Thessalonians, I think. And that is after Colossians. Oh no. Um. Yeah, 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 okay, this is good. Oh yeah, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 11. Um, yeah, I'll wait till you guys are, are there. Are there any like, comments or questions, anything that's just blessing y'all, saying that to you guys? You guys want to share? With the microphone? Mm-hmm. Um, another time during pre-service prayer at one point um, the Lord showed me a bride waiting at the end of the aisle and it was just really beautiful and I knew that like he was the one walking up the aisle and I didn't think about it till later to ask but I asked um, God why, why was the bride waiting at the end and um, he said because we are a church who's made ourselves ready. Mm. And this bride also had different features of the ladies in this church, like their hair, their nose, or eyes. And um, it was really beautiful picture. So what you were saying earlier about um, all being the church, we're all the bride, um, it's just such a sweetness. Like, God is so thankful to be our groom. And it's like, you're the one who made us like capable of even getting ready. And it's just a sweet sweetness, I think. Amen. That's good. Thank you. He's the one that made us capable of even getting ready. I like that. I like that a lot. Hmm. Yeah, you got. I mean, you got to believe that that love and that pursuit of love is the thing by which we make ourselves ready for the return of the Lord, for the for the husband and the groom coming, right? Just always having that heart of man, Father, I love you. I'm so thankful for you. Just always keeping your heart in a tender place. Man, that's so good. Hmm. So look at this. If, you, if you're not there yet, um, you just have to look on with your neighbor. Um, <clears throat> verse 11 says, uh, May our God and the Father himself and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way to you. You notice how like Paul is always trying to get to the different churches. He's trying to get in their presence. He's trying to see them, see them in, in the flesh. 
Like, he's like, I'm praying for you guys. I'm interceding for you, and I love you dearly and to death. He says, but I cannot wait to see you. I cannot wait to, just to eat meals with you guys, break bread, spend time in prayer together. I'm serious. Like, I, that's, that's huge, man. That's so huge. Just having that connection with people that you're doing life with and you're running with, so good. And look at this in verse 12. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all just as we do to you. So that, so that he may establish your hearts blameless. That's so good. That he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. Just what Adrian is talking about. Establish your hearts blameless. The love and the care for one another so that he can establish your hearts. Jump, jump over to verse 9. Look at this. It says, concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. You yourselves are taught by God to love one another. Right when Holy Spirit teach me, Holy Spirit lead me, Holy Spirit guide me. He's like, okay, I am. Love. <laughs> it's love for one another. It's care for one another. It's seeing a brother in need or seeing a sister in need and saying, I, I have something to give. Praise God I have something to give. And I'm not just like, well, that sucks. Sorry. No, you actually have the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you and the love of God in your heart for that person. And by the Holy Spirit, the love of God's been shed abroad in your hearts. So um, it says, verse 10, and we'll finish this. It says, and indeed you do so toward all the brethren who are in, who are in Macedonia. Um, <clears throat> but he says, we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more increase more and more. Man, that's the direction we're heading in, every single one of us. Increase in love for one another more and more. Care for one another. And the power of God is found in that place, I'm telling you. The church, the church is the body of Christ, the fullness of him who fills all in all. This church and this community in this city is the fullness of God that fills all in all. I wonder where we're going to find the power of God. It's amongst one another. It's all of us on, on point and on mission going after the right thing. It's healthy church. That's what we're looking for. We're not just going through the motions. We're not, just, we're not just, well, we might as well keep the business going. God forbid we do something like that. Man, let's see people's lives changed. Let's believe that the gospel that changed our hearts can change the rest of the world too. Or we'll just fall back into the same old, same old. Well, it's, it's going, brother. <laughs> Golly. It doesn't have to just be going. We can be encouraged. We can be strengthened and edified and sharp every single day. Right? So, that's all I have. Um, we're going to do communion, and it's going to be good. Um, they, the early church was really, really big on breaking bread, prayer, and, and communion. Jesus instituted it, so there's power in it. And I, I believe that God is known to us individually and corporately in the breaking of bread. In, in fellowshipping with the sacrifice, okay, Jesus, you gave your blood and you gave your body. Two very, very special things that happened. And me just putting my heart in remembrance and saying, this is really powerful to me. And I need to understand it more. And all of us doing it together, it's amazing. It's amazing. So if, if you're in this place and, and you, haven't, you haven't given 
your, your faith and your heart and your love to the Lord, we just encourage you to, to, to not partake with us. But if, if you have and you're a believer and you put your faith in Jesus and you, you have that, that hope, man, come on, let's do this thing together, okay? Or this might be your first, your first step in saying, Father, I, I believe this thing. Whatever Jared's up there saying, like, I believe this. I'm putting my faith in this. I believe you love me. If what he's saying is true, I believe that. And I encourage you to, to partake with us and enjoy this together. So I'm gonna have you come up and, and play. Um, we'll get you your elements, I promise. But have you come up and play um, right now. And then after we, we take communion with one another, Nate's gonna be playing. We're gonna, we're gonna do one more song afterward. And then, oh, what? No, no, after they take, and then we'll, we'll do the song. Um, I'll have you lead and then everything, and we'll just, we'll just spend some time just really meditating on what's going on and everything. Um, yeah, and then we'll, we'll figure all that other stuff out later. So, man, I wish we had another table. Hmm. You want to get that stuff for me, please? Thanks. You can play. Thanks, Nate. So, yeah, we'll have you all uh, probably just come down the center. We'll have the stuff up here. Man, I need another table. Shouldn't have done that like that. Um, have you all come up here, and then just take it back to your seats. Uh, Nate's just gonna be playing over us and then Tyler's just gonna share some stuff that was on his heart in regards to it and lead us through it. So we'll take it all together, okay? That sound good? We'll take it all together. Um, and, uh, and yeah, Tyler will just, he'll share his heart a little bit while Nate plays. Gotta get Nate his stuff. Um, and then we'll, we'll do some worship at the end. So amen, amen. Thanksgiving dinner. Just real quick, when you get it, don't eat and drink it yet. I think with what Jared's talking about, let's just do it as, as a family, all right?
time right now is about just remembering the Lord. Paul says in Corinthians, he says, do this in remembrance of me. He's, he's speaking of a revelation that he got from Jesus. So it might be a little bit silent. It might be a little bit still. But, but just enjoy this for a moment. Life moves really, really fast at times. I think you have just a few minutes of stillness. It won't take long. Just, just believe that what's in your hand is it's just a gift from God to you. that's in your hand was to symbolize Jesus' body broken for each one of us. Individually, each one of us. And when He gave us His body, it was to show something. I give my body. He's saying, church, give your body. Jared's saying today, let, let the world know who you are through your love. And he took the bread and he gave it to each disciple. And he broke it. So let's let's break our bread. And let's eat of it. moment that his body was broken for you. Just let thanks be on your heart. If you haven't said thank you to God this week, let let right now just be a, a genuine thank you. took the cup I always cry at this moment because it always reminds me of the blood that was poured out for each one of us so that we could enter into this what the presence of God and he gave us the cup and he said this is my new covenant What's the new covenant? Jared talked about it today. 
God entering into you so that you could bring him into the world. And he said, drink this in remembrance of me. So let's drink. so much joy to my heart just remembering the Lord because it's supposed to remembering the Lord is supposed to bring joy to your heart that's the way that God designed it throughout your day throughout your weeks just remember the Lord He likes to satisfy you That, that passage of scripture that I just pulled out of is from Mark 14. Jesus broke the bread and drank the cup. And he said they sang a hymn right afterwards, which is beautiful because I had no idea. But I asked the worship team and they said, hey, our last song, we're singing a hymn. God's in the room, guys. And he's doing new things inside each and every one of us. Even if we don't see it, even if we don't understand it, he's doing something on each and every one of us. Hallelujah. That's so sweet. And he's saying, take this as seriously as possible. To be honest, guys, I was going to share. Jesus actually brought this up in another part of Scripture. And people left. I'm not just talking about a few people. I'm talking over 5,000 people left when Jesus said, this is my body and this is my blood. And the reason I bring that up is just because this is, this is a serious matter, what we just partook in. To believe that God loved you. If this isn't the definition of love, I don't really know how to define the definition of love. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And he gave us his body and he gave us his blood. There's so much in it, guys. And I just, I just feel like letting God just minister to your hearts right now, especially through this song that we're about to sing. But he said, do this in remembrance of me. What's the whole point? To remember Jesus throughout our days. Jared said it last week and I'll end with this. Great men of God, Great women of God are ones that have small conversations with the Lord throughout the day. I'm not saying you're not a great man or a great woman of God if you haven't had a conversation with God today. I'm just saying God wants to shine through you. And an easy way to let Him shine is to just connect with Him for a moment 15 seconds, five minutes. So enjoy this time. Yeah, if the band wants to come up here. Yeah, so um, thanks, bro. Oh, she does. Okay, I'll, get, I'll be done quick. <laughs> You're singing it too, aren't you? Yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah, so I just encourage you guys to stand, sit, whatever it looks like for you. Just I encourage you to connect with the heart of God in this time. Be, be real and be vulnerable 
and let the Lord minister to your heart this time, okay? It's going to be good.